0: At Agent Image, we understand that branding is everything. That's why we take the time to learn each individual client's needs and find solutions that are unique to them, not box you into a template. From websites, logo design, business cards, SEO marketing, listing presentations, and more, we will create something personal and cohesive and always built for your ownership. Go to agentimage.com today to learn more and schedule a call with one of our experienced consultants and see the difference. Because we don't answer to investors, we answer to our clients.
1: Hi, this is Brad Inman, and welcome back to another season of Inman Reconnect. In this series, we hear from the top leaders in real estate at Inman Connect Now as they discuss the solutions, the strategies, and the plans to help you Navigate your business through this incredible year. Enjoy. So we're ready to go into our first interview of the day. Um, I'm really lucky to have with me Rich Barton, someone I met 25 years ago at Microsoft back in the days when he was inventing Expedia and I was working on something called Home Advisor with Microsoft. And we've shared a lot of memories and times together, and a lot of stage time. I think this is our first digital experience. But uh, Rich, are you there? Welcome.
2: Wait, I'm not. I wasn't talking, Brad. I'm talking now. Can you hear me? There he is. I am ta- I am I talking can.
1: now. We're there, and I think we're with the Big Inman community, right? We're live. Uh, I think we are. Rich, how are you? I'm fantastic, Brad.
2: How are you doing? I'm sorry. We, uh, you know, we, have, we forgive our technical difficulties now, don't we?
1: Yeah, well, you and I have launched a lot of products in the 25 years, and we like to point to all the ones that work perfectly at launch, but we also know there were many of them that didn't work perfectly. So we're in that category, fail until you succeed. So uh, anyway, we're here, and that's the most important thing. First, how are you doing? I guess that's your bedroom. It looks like you have a king-size bed.
2: I do, I have a king-size bed that I was in an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half ago. Um, I have a guitar back there that people accuse me of having be a prop, but it's actually meditative for me. Uh, I have a big red chair oh, that, I, that I relax in. But yeah, no, I've been living in my bedroom because I don't have an office, Brad. I don't have an office in my house.
1: Do you need a I loan? Wish I you did. can't afford an office, Rich? Well, I'm shopping. Now I'm
2: shopping. I'm, I'm, I'm part of this bubble of demand we're seeing. I, I, I need an office. I'm either going to do a remodel or I'm going to. actually I'm talking about a remodel to put an office in.
1: Well, let's get started, but let's start with something far more somber than some of the things that we, we have to deal with. Um, let's start with the events of this past <laughs> week, Rich. Um, how is Zillow? I saw some things yesterday in the news on Inman how is Zillow responding? And I guess I really want to challenge you. We all need to respond in a deeper and a bigger way, right? And what is Zillow doing um, to the circumstances that have unfolded, unfolded since you know a week ago and the horrible death in Minneapolis of George Floyd?
2: Yeah, well the first thing is supporting our employees who are hurting and they're frustrated and they're confused, okay? And so, so supporting in every way we can uh, these employees. Um, that's number one. Number two is uh, making damn sure they know and everybody knows how we feel about racism uh, and broadcasting that uh, and you know you know speaking out against racism. We came out. Maybe you saw it. We came out. The marketing team and the and the HR team scrambled to work with the black community to come out with a racism has no home here with the Zillow logo that is that is kind of. Hopefully, turning into a bit of a meme to show our support. Um, We also support in many other ways. I, my wife and I personally have our philanthropy for the last seven years. Thanks to her, has been focused on criminal justice reform and decarceration. Uh, And those trends were 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 on. Those were happening, and there were really there have been really good things happening. And I think. Uh, this awful, terrible incident and the societal reaction to it is actually going to accelerate societal change in a way that we're seeing in technology. We're seeing COVID accelerate trends in technology in every industry, aren't we, Brad? And including our own. And it's going to accelerate social justice as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I had in my opening talk that we need to remove the barriers to people uh, getting in and out of homes easier, and I was emphasizing technology. Um, but the last week, it, you know, the the behavior brought me back to the to Newsday story a year ago, um, or about a year ago, about discrimination in the housing industry. And it occurred to me as we, I, I woke up this morning, I thought, Wow, I bet Zillow and data that you have, you know, there's a depository of information that we could probably take your data scientists and zoom on and zoom in on behavior, maybe. That you know, we don't have to go through an elaborate old-school testing service. Um, you know, I think we should start using our data to to sniff out discrimination or patterns. Because my worry is, after COVID-19, these patterns of, you know, are we going to see white flight again? Wouldn't that be a disaster? Um, but anyway, I, I, just a random thought. Maybe we could all you know dig deep into our warehouse of data and our people and our personnel and you know reach a little higher. Um, but one thing that's come up. Uh, and then we'll move on to some other areas, Rich, is how do we get the executive suite? You know, I, I, got, I got some really fierce emails uh, just a, about a month ago saying, you know, you've got all these white guys that are all, and I said, hey, they're the CEOs of all the companies that people want to hear from. What do we do about that? We got to change that. Boards, CEOs, executives, any thoughts on that?
2: Well, start by speaking out and being angry. You know, my, my black employees and black friends tell me to pretend as if this is my son that this happened, these awful things happened too. Uh, And then how would I feel? How outraged would I be? Um, So we have to be angry. We have to be angry and understand that, you know, this system has has discrimination cooked into its roots. You don't have to look any farther than looking at Zestimates from neighborhood to neighborhood uh, within cities to see systemic racism. Uh, And so speak out it feels uncomfortable. Too bad.
1: Okay, let, let's move on to real estate, um, and it's hard, you know, with these issues. For me, like, oh gosh, I just want to talk about this all day. But we have yeah. some other realities here that we should deal with, and some uh, some good news amongst a lot of different things going on. But let's move, move to the market. You have reported just recently that year over year traffic to your listings is forty percent higher redfin came with more or less the same information other search portals i think google too what's going on what is going on that buyers are more active it is because we're sitting in our living rooms like after christmas and we have nothing else to do and we're dreaming about houses or does it translate into real people looking for real houses in these places
2: well i think that you can't argue with the data that that shopping activity is really high much higher than any of us expected and i know Everybody in the audience right now is probably seeing the same thing. And we're all kind of scratching our heads and trying to figure it out. We've done surveys uh, and talked to people to try to figure it out as well. And my theory is that that uh, this terrible health crisis and the ensuing economic crisis that is coming on its heels is actually catalyzing a great reshuffling, uh, a great reshuffling of people. We're all reconsidering where we live, why we live there, where we work, do we want to commute, uh, do we need a home office? Um, And by the way, we're spending so much time in our homes that the relative value of home relative to every other space is much greater, obviously. It's just almost mathematical, right? Because we're spending so much time in our homes, we care a lot more. So that is, I believe, what we're seeing is that's generating a lot of desire to improve the place I live, uh, which is a very natural, primal human human instinct. And I think that's what the data is saying right now. How it plays out exactly, I don't know. I'll add one thing and say I think that 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 bubble of demand that 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 extra push of demand shopping demand that we're seeing right now comes on the heels of maybe 15 years of latent pent-up demand since the global financial crisis, where we have not had what any of us in the industry would consider a natural rate of secondary market transactions. It's been, it's been, they've been low. We've been five and a half million secondary market transactions since the global financial crisis, which is meaningfully lower than it was in the years prior to the global financial crisis, and probably is not. It implies people want to live in a house 18 years. That's probably not what we as humans want to do. And so I think all of that pent up kind of tectonic pressure was building. And I think this crisis is going to see an explosion of that through the surface. I think that's what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, that, that's interesting. And let's look at a particular segment. The Wall Street Journal had an article yesterday. You were quoted in, Zillow was quoted in, that a greater share of millennials have been holed up in cities than their Gen X predecessor. And in so doing, they've accumulated more wealth just during this three-month period. And that doesn't mean they're wealthy, but, you know, like all of us, we're spending less money. Um And then they use this. They juxtapose that with the average age of a Facebook employee is 29 years old, and this was shocking to me. Their median pay is 240 thousand dollars. This feels like the kind of pent up demand that you know was kind of sitting on the sidelines, really, ever since the uh, Great Recession, and now suddenly with low rates, are we going to see? You know, did you agree with the journal? Was that a right assessment? Um, And again, 240 k. Per employee isn't what people in Minnesota are getting paid.
2: Yeah, I, I that I that the source she sourced Laura Foreman wrote that article and she sourced PayScale, which is a competitor to Glassdoor, which is near and dear to my heart. So I really have to suspect the data. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't really know if that data is accurate or not. I noticed she mixed the words mean and median in the same sentence, which is a flag, which is a flag for me uh, when that happens as a you know armchair statistician. Um, I think a very small portion of the demand we're seeing is that effect, probably, Brad. I think it has a lot more to do with all of us wanting to just improve our space, get more space. Uh, it's OK to have a longer commute because I'm going to be able to work from home uh, most of the time. That's what that's, I think a lot of companies are going to move that way. And on the on the negative side, you know, economic distress, which is upon us, it is coming economic distress is gonna cause reshuffling as well. It may not be for the right reasons, uh, but people are going to have less resources. They're not gonna be able to afford where they lived, And so they're gonna go looking for other places to live too. So all of this is going to create activity for, for all of us in the industry. I don't think it's gonna play out over a short period of time either. I think as we all know in the industry, you know it takes a while for the moves to actually happen. So I think we're gonna see this go on for, for a while.
1: What rich lessons did you have from, I know in 208, 210, that was kind of the emergence of Zillow. You kind of dusted everybody else in terms of where to go on the internet. Um, home buying then, transactions wasn't as important to you then. It was more traffic translated into advertising, correct? Whereas now you're very transaction driven, so you have more in common with everybody on this uh, on this uh, virtual conference where you need transactions to survive. every broker owner needs them, every agent needs them. How does this feel different for you as a company? like you're you're in bed with the whole industry in a new and a different way as I say you are the transaction?
2: I it's funny. I caught myself chuckling. I did a um, CNBC interview on Friday and I caught myself chuckling when I was describing how there's all this shopping demand out there and there's not enough supply. Uh, And, you know, if I could tell sellers one thing to get over their bias, they seem to have sellers seem to have a bias that this isn't a good time to list your house. Obviously it is a good time to list your house because we have all these buyers out there and transactions are happening. And I said that to him, I said, so now is a great time to, to, to list your house. And I laughed because I realized I sounded, I've, 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 I am now the, you know, a, 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 a proud member of the industry. I sounded like every other industry member that I always kind of chuckled at uh, uh, over the years. But, you know, I believe it. <laughs> uh, so I'm, you know, I'm very happy to be uh, partners with so many people in the virtual room here uh, and to be part of this industry at a time when we have a really unique opportunity to push the ball forward and to accelerate a whole bunch of long overdue you know, technology changes and get faster to the future.
1: You know, last week, I saw a listing of yours. Uh, it was an, I think, oak tree in kind of core Palm Springs near the airport, not a, not a very affluent neighborhood. Um, and uh, I decided to go in and see it. And then I looked and traced the history. I think you guys paid 735 for this about 14 months ago as an iBuyer. It's now listed as a Zillow listing. You've now got it down to 635 That must be a dicey business buying and selling homes, uh, particularly now. Um, I mean, your data scientists, your valuation experts, must be going crazy. Like, how do you play that? It feels like some complicated derivative or something. You know, this is complex stuff. How is this affecting the eye buying movement?
2: Yeah, well, that's not a typical price point for our Zillow offers business. I don't know that particular house. but as you probably know, I know you know, we paused when, when, when this COVID thing hit early and the fog was thick, we paused our Zillow offers acquisitions because we just didn't know if the market was going to seize up. We just didn't know if there was just going to be no, no oil in the, in the engine, right? Um, we'd seen that happen in Wuhan, China with the extremely tight lockdowns, the market just basically seized there. And so, of course, we didn't wanna be buying homes if there wasn't gonna be a market to sell them into. Subsequently, we've learned that people are finding a way to do it and do it safely. We're very lucky as an industry that density of gatherings of people is not required uh, in order to conduct transactions. And all of these kinds of Inconveniences uh, that we that we overlooked pre-COVID are coming into high relief now. All of the latte transaction stuff, all of the digital transaction stuff, um, you know, the rich media and three D shopping and virtual touring—all that stuff was a pretty heavy lift for us pre this thing, uh, and now we're seeing really, really rapid adoption of that. Uh, so that's that's fantastic from a Zillow offers particularly side, Brad it's just another variable in the model, you know, price uncertainty, we're seeing prices hold up. I don't know, I'm sure you've reported on this data, but prices are prices are holding up really well and our great econ team at Zillow doesn't predict prices are gonna come down that much, less than 2% by the end of the year. Uh, and so we're able, to start safely buying homes again, we're able to start safely marketing those and showing them to people because we can clean, we can protect, and we can distance. Uh, and we're able to close things electronically. We're able to close our transactions almost mostly electronically. Uh, and so I, you know, I would, I guess, I'd finally say that. We believe this product might be a little bit more attractive in a world where people don't want other people through their houses, too. And so I think we're seeing a little anecdotally, we're seeing a little bit more demand from sellers to sell uh, in a more simple in a more simple fashion as well.
0: Agent Image is the leading innovator of unique real estate website design, branding, and marketing for agents and brokers around the world. Recognized by the top realtors in the industry as providing the very best-in-class branded websites and service, we have always taken extreme pride in our clients' success. With 20 years of experience, over 20,000 websites created, and numerous awards for best real estate websites year-end and year-out, we are the most trusted authority in the real estate industry today. Go to agentimage.com to learn more and schedule your free consultation now.
1: I call this the digital spring that came upon us kind of unexpectedly. And uh, this technology transformation, it took a pandemic, putting the industry against, you know, against its, uh, on its heels. But to do transactions, suddenly all of this stuff had to be adopted. But I'm also kind of a critic. And this is, you know, there's the industry adopting it, which is really essential. And I think that's you know, gone crazy. Probably more in two months than two years. Um, but also we need to improve the technology. I'm still, you know, the virtual tours are a little clunky. Uh, like seeing that 360-degree thing, that was like, you just got a Zoom pop up on your screen. And it's like, how do we fix all that? I have trouble getting from the kitchen to the living room on a virtual tour. And, uh, you know, maybe it's me, but, uh The innovators the technologists here they got to go to work we got to make these better smoother easier you know it's like walking backwards with a blindfold to get from the kitchen to the living room what what are what are you all working on to make that experience better everything (laughs)
2: everything we've been investing for years in a team a rich media experiences team with incredibly bright uh, engineering and machine learning folks to be able to do things like take a regular iPhone or a regular smartphone and take a series of pictures and videos in a house and then derive a floor plan from that. And derive and and on the fly, create a a virtual tour, uh, a 3D tour that um shoppers want to uh, take by their app uh, app or on the web uh, we've been working on we've been working on that we've been working on electronic trafficking of documents we've been working on digital mortgages um and digital title uh, and escrow closing um so everything you know i guess i would liken it brad imagine how much r d resource right now is going into a better Video conferencing system now a better work from home. That all the imagine Zoom, Zoom kind of has zoomed way ahead. But imagine the resource that's going on at Microsoft and Facebook and Google right now, and 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 startups uh, coming at doing what we're doing now radically better. We know it can be done a lot better. We're experiencing these frustrations really for the first time because it wasn't that important. Not for us. I know you guys have been work from home for a while, but but for most of the working world, this is a new. Experience. Experience. and so this is the same for the real estate industry All these things are new experiences and we are now zooming ahead all, as, a, as a whole industry everybody's focused on this and I'm I'm very optimistic that we're gonna get uh, digital spring I don't know if it's gonna all happen by spring but I get I get what you're saying I, I like the concept
1: We got three weeks so we're you know you just got three weeks to get it all together for us okay rich okay that's, that's the, on, beginning. That's the end that. of spring. Did you hear okay. that, David? Hey, David, let me- David are uh,
2: you listening?
1: <laughs> Come on, David, get going. Um, Come on. Yaz, my wife, my, Yaz, my wife has a question for you. She's a, she's a power user of uh, Zillow and Redfin, and she's amazed by the algorithms and the learning of her behavior. And suddenly, she searches all over all the time, and uh, she noticed that just recently, she's seen a plethora of reduced pricing. The little red, I think you have a little red tab. Um, It's showing, and it seems like that's all they're giving her. And I think the machine has determined, Yaz is looking for deals. I don't know how, I don't know if she is. Uh, I know we're not signing any contracts. But what do you think, uh, what, what is happening there? I mean, that sounds like a, Powerful feature for the consumer because I know buyers are thinking now they can get deals. Uh, it sounds like you're saying prices are holding up, and they can't. I hear this from all of our, all of our community. There isn't really any deals out there yet. But what is the algorithm doing? That's Yaz's question for you, Rich.
2: Well, I mean, there's brute force filtering on price drops, you know, um, so that so that from a notification perspective, if you want to see when price drops. Uh, happen, that we send an alert by various uh, uh, alert mechanisms. Uh, Additionally, we can intuit, you know, from your shopping behavior, uh, that you are looking for certain kinds of things. Um, And we all, we're merchandisers now, just like everybody in the industry. And we know that motion and action creates, uh, draws the eye. And creates interest and you know the more we can draw the eye and measure interest by engagement the more we'll we'll do that Um, you know that sounds very robotic and scary but it's really not it's just basically giving people trying to to read people's minds through their clicks and through their actions in order to give them a more personalized product which is which is what people want and that's we're only at the very beginning there um brad we're we're, you know we've got a long long way to go uh but luckily we're in a hugely advantaged position at zillow we're lucky that we get so much signal so the machine gets smarter machine learning works better the more data that's coming in and we get hundreds of millions of signal a day from consumers because they vote with their clicks and as the machine gets smarter, we can make the machine more personal. That's what's going on.
1: One area that I want to just explore quickly is the iBuying responsibility you have. Behind you guys, all the iBuyers, is Wall Street. And Wall Street and Main Street have never gotten along too well. And you could arguably say you know, Wall Street funds entrepreneurs and innovation. So I'm not putting down the whole concept but in real estate they're there in the beginning and they're there during you know the disasters and you know some of this forbearance could turn into foreclosures as you've said the employment picture is an unknown how do you be a good citizen here cuz you're kind of an instrument of wall street here and the last thing we need if the government you know and the banks decide not to extend forbearance we're going to have foreclosures and i'd hate to see you know wall street snap up properties again and put people out and What's your, you know, what's as a a real estate citizen here, how do you protect against that?
2: Brad, don't try to make me an instrument of Wall Street. I'm not an instrument of Wall Street. If I'm an instrument of Wall Street, the whole industry is an instrument of Wall Street because every mortgage, just about every mortgage that's out there is packaged up into giant mortgage bundles and sold to huge pools of capital around the world, including Wall Street, kind of facilitated by Wall Street. Uh, that is all we're doing at, at, at Zillow as well with with Zillow offers in particular, which I think which I, I, I think you're talking about um, the investment real estate as an investment a mortgage as an investment uh, with some notable exceptions that we're all keenly aware of uh, has been a Terrifically desirable investment from the deepest pools of capital in the world and that will not change there is a ton of capital in the world that's sitting in these deep pools, and those pools of capital do want exposure to real estate in the United States via these great big bundles of mortgages or whatever other mechanisms that that uh, very smart Wall Street people come up with. Uh, and so we're all a part of that. Um, I think that that. Um, having regular from a regulatory perspective making sure we're not introducing systemic risk into the system is critical and i will tell you that this crisis feels a lot different from the last one does it not it and it does yeah, because because we learned we did learn from the last one you know the 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 secondary market for mortgages for 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 home it basically ceased in, in 2008, uh, and it just hasn't done that. It has barely blinked. There was a little bit of a servicing crisis early on, but it has barely blinked. Uh, and that is due to the industry getting a lot smarter. I think we are a more robust industry now than we were then.
1: Fair, and we need liquidity. We need liquidity in the real estate market, um, but we also have to be on guard here. And I guess that's my challenge to you. And I guess the overall, Um, I think one thing that I I feel about what you guys have done is you're now kind of the unchallenged leader uh, in a way that's quite amazing. Congratulations. It points to your success. Uh, But you look at your market cap today, um, it's staggering. Uh, I think you got about two and a half billion dollars worth of liquidity, cash, cash equivalents in the bank. Um, You're in a perfect position to lead and you're probably the unparalleled leader here. Um, so I don't think I have to tell you, but I would constantly challenge you to do more <laughs> and do better. And I think particularly now, because we have a bundle of issues before us. And I think, uh, as I always say, we've got to dig deep and reach high. Uh, because suddenly, the political, the social, the economic issues. Uh, we have a writer, Teresa Boardman, who said to me the other day, she's in the heart of it, uh, just trying to get along and survive in Minneapolis. and. She said, Our institutions have failed us. And um, I don't, I think there's a lot of signs of that, you know, a lot of signs of our institutions failing us. So, my challenge to you Zillow is the single largest institution in real estate. Um, One, we don't want you to fail, and we also want you to lead, which I know you will. Any last words for the Inman community, Rich? And uh, thank you uh, again for always being present. The community, um, you're, you're controversial at times, but most people in the industry love what you're doing and, and uh, uh, support what you're doing and depend on you. Thanks, th- thanks Brad. I guess I, I would close by saying we're lucky to be a part of this great industry. We are.
2: We love this industry. It's important. We have learned, this crisis has highlighted to all of us just how primally kind of bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, shelter is the core. Shelter, food, safety. We are fundamental to people and so important to people, and we take that very seriously. We have, from the start, focused on the homeowner, the customer, to try to build a better experience and a better um, a better product and a better service for those customers. And from the beginning as well, we have used uh, uh, technology and our privileged position with the customer to pitch a big tent, as big a tent as possible, with partners in the industry who are of a like mind to focus on the customer so that the customer experience is better and who understand how technology can make that happen and who want to partner with us. So I thank thank all the partners out there. I really feel like we are intertwined with the industry. We are working hard to be a really positive force in the industry. Uh, And I think this crisis affords us all an opportunity to lock arms and to fix a Bunch of stuff in the industry uh, uh, that needs fixing because customers' expectations for safety today will become their demand uh, post COVID, and we and and we can all lock our ar- lock arms and, and and get there. Thanks, thanks for having me, Brad. Thanks everyone at the at this new style conference.
1: Well said, Rich, and thank you again so much. Uh, uh, Gang, I'm going to pass it back to Katie, and uh, we'll be back on here in just a few minutes. Thank you.